welcome back to the five. Five minutes to encourage your faith and challenge you to think. And today's topic is on baptism. Now, baptism is when you go public with your faith. So think of it this way. Your faith is private. You can't see it. It's invisible. Well, baptism is when your invisible faith becomes very visible. That's important because many people say things like, my relationship with Jesus is private and personal. Well, in one sense, that's true. But in another sense, it's very much not true because baptism is going public with your private faith. And so that's what baptism is. Let's talk about what it's not. It's not, this is really important, it's not required for salvation. So think of it this way. Baptism doesn't make you a Christian any more than wearing a ring makes you married. Now, if you are married, that's kind of a, a, an expected thing you would do, but it doesn't make you married. In a very similar way, baptism doesn't make you a Christian. So it's not required for salvation, but it's required for obedience. So if I do not wear my ring, there is someone who would be pretty offended. But in a similar way, to commit to Jesus in word, but not fall through in deed, is going to be pretty offensive to Jesus. And so it is not required for salvation, but it is required for obedience. Now, what is that? What, what happened when you got baptized? Well, a few things. You, you made some statements. You made some announcements. The first one was theological. You made a theological statement. It shows, baptism is, shows you're committed to Jesus. But not just Jesus, because remember, baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are committed to the triune God. Baptism is a reminder that I am in the Son. The Spirit is in me. And I am a beloved child of the Father in whom he is well pleased. But then also, baptism is a picture of the gospel. It says that I have been crucified in Christ and I have been risen to walk in newness of life. Nothing quite pictures death and resurrection quite like baptism. So you made some theological claims, but also you made some communal claims, some communal statements. So think of baptism like it's a jersey. It shows what team you're on. In the context of the Pentecost, you have Peter preaching a sermon. They say, what should we do? He says, well, repent and be baptized. And 3,000 people, they do that. They get baptized very, very publicly, and the church goes forward in the book of Acts. Why? Because it shows what team you're on. And then also the argument of Galatians. Paul says our unity in Christ is wrapped up in our baptism. That's his point in 3. He says this, For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. That's why there's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male and female. You're all one in Christ Jesus. So Paul's understanding of baptism is not just about you and Jesus. It's about you and other believers. It's a jury. That's what team you want. So our union in Christ is not affected by our differences. That's why baptism is so important. But then finally, you made a spiritual statement. So think of it like it's a reminder. So Paul's question in Romans 6, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Paul's answer might surprise you. He says, of course not. You got baptized. His point is this. When you got baptized, you communicated that you were dead to sin. So the question, shall we continue in sin, is trying to find a loophole. It's trying to find a way to continue in sin, justify it. And your baptism says, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. I am dead to sin. And so baptism is a reminder of who you are. You've been converted. And the spirit that rose Christ from the dead also rose you to walk in newness of life. And that same spirit currently dwells in you, empowering you over sin. So what is baptism? It is a reminder of the power of God when you go public about your private faith. Baptism. 
for time. Till next week, I'll see you then.